Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Okay. Good thing I didn't push record yes. too early. Okay. Here we are. Well, uh, how do we start? What should we start with? Well, we can start with the fact that the sun is shining after like a oh week, which has been pretty darn nice. It's been so cold. Yeah. And you know, one thing I noticed about Texas, it's a great place, but boy, they don't really build the houses for winter. Oh you my know goodness. What I mean? That's it's why. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's not actually that cold out, but it's cold inside your house. Yeah, yeah. It's great in the summertime because it's always so much cooler inside the house. Mm-hmm. But, but winter, it's pretty chilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had my uh, my friend Bill Mowry came down and visited from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a great visit. But the one disappointment <laughs> was that it was only like 30 degrees. You know? For a poor guy, yeah. yeah the and poor his wife guy. came too. I mean, because mm-hmm. I've been telling him, I always, normally, uh, when, when he and I Zoom together, which is twice a month, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's 75 degrees and sunny here. And I'm always kind of bragging about it. Right. But, and so, then the poor thing comes down and it's cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he is <clears throat> works for the Navigators, correct? Yeah. So he works for the Navigators uh, and he's the regional coordinator for the Great Lakes region. So mm-hmm. kind of the upper Midwest. Yeah, it was great. It was a wonderful visit. Uh, we we went out to dinner on Friday, which was very enjoyable, a lot of fun mm-hmm. with a group uh, of with a group of St. John folks. Yeah, a group of St. John him. folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, part part council, part those who had been um, uh, had gone through the, the discipleship process in one of our various discipleship groups at the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on Saturday, we had a very uh, very good evangelism seminar. Yeah, uh, really good turnout, about 40, 45 people, which I thought was great. Uh, and really yes, good. for at a Lutheran church to have 45 people come and learn about evangelism. Yeah, that's fantastic. Pretty good. Yeah. And a lot of very positive feedback uh, from people mm-hmm. about about his um, about his presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one person took me aside after church on Sunday and they said, you know, Pastor, I really appreciate that. I've, I've gone to many of these things before and I always come away from these evangelism training things feeling like a failure, like oh. I don't do enough. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know... Your friend really helped me to, to see that, no, it's yep. not so much about you know closing a sale. It's more about just building a relationship, mm-hmm. kind of step by step by step. Yes. And then as the relationship builds, you just you know start talking more about your faith. Mm-hmm. So you said, this has really been very positive for me. So it's great. It was. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yesterday was our big bring a friend to church day. So that was yes. fantastic. Super fun. It was a great, great day. So I was really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let me know. We brought our, our HOA manager. <laughs> we did, yeah, we brought, so, which is always good. Well, we brought several right, different people. Good but... to, to butter up the HOA manager. Right, right, yeah. right. She's great. She's a friend. That's why we brought her. But yeah. anyways, among others. Um, and then, of course, we had Matthew's birthday party. Yes, which was a lot of fun. Yes, and the good news about that is that is the final birthday party I shall throw for these children. Wow. So it's been what? 21 years. 21 years of birthday parties. Yeah, we got it for some reason at 10, we decided. I think I decided. You don't care about these things. You decided. I decided that. I cared, but I was over. Yes, at 10 years old, after 10, that's pretty much enough of the group parties, like big parties, Uh you know. I mean, yes, you can bring a friend or we'll go out to dinner or do something, a movie or something, but we're not going to do these you know, 12, 15 boy party things uh-huh. anymore. Cause I've been doing those for so long and they're so crazy and, um, we had fun, but yeah. you know what? It's over and an end of an era and I'm yeah. happy. Yeah, it was. It's definitely the end of an era. <laughs> and they had a great time. I think we had what, 12, I think we had I about think 15 we had 12 boys. or 13. And then with Johnny there and some brothers. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so that was fun. Yeah. And they were, you know, running around playing basketball and playing dodgeball and playing nine square. And mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing. There were no tears. No, this time, yeah, this this was a first. There were yeah. no tears because some of these boys, including my own, are incredibly competitive. Mm-hmm. And when they play basketball or Nerf Wars or something, there's always somebody that's upset. But yeah. there wasn't this year. No, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was so really good. good they've grown and matured. Well, what are we going to do now? No birthday parties. No, we're going to still have our family birthday things. It's still going to be an issue, but it's not going to be like that. So mm. it'll be awesome. Well, good. Good. Okay. Moving right along, mm-hmm. what's do we have anything else to go off of there? No. Uh, well, you know, we should mention Lent. And so Lent yes, is Lent. coming up, right? So this coming Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, which is the start of Lent, the 40-day season of preparation for Easter. Uh, and so Lent is the season when we often prepare ourselves uh, through an act of intentional self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Now, you might recall last year at the end of Lent, we <laughs> swore to ourselves, never again. Well, right? you did too. You did because yeah. you did way too much. And oh, you didn't goodness. like the way I was fat. We didn't. The fasting was too much. The way we did yeah. it last year yeah. was. So tell, was tell us about that. Last right. year, you had too much. This year, what are you doing? So last year, I just I bit off more than I could chew. And I, I well, did you it. did it. You know, I chew, chewed yeah. it all the way to the, yeah. to the bitter end. But yeah. it, was, it, was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, so this year, I'm taking it easy. And okay. so I'm, I'm doing what I almost always do, which is I'll give up sweets. Because yep. I have a big sweet tooth. So I'll give up all, all sweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I will fast uh, one day of the week. So I think I'll, I'll fast from like Tuesdays. You know, Tuesday uh, dinner all the way through until Wednesday the next day, so I can break the fast at church. At dinner, yeah. Oh, uh, with the with the Lenten meal. With the Lenten at meal at church. Yeah, so okay. I really, I really, You've done that before. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I really enjoy that. You know, breaking the fast with the church community. So yes. I'll do that. Those 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 are very typical. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read a book called Conform to His Image, which is a book about uh, discipleship and spiritual formation. Okay. And it's one of these. It's like you know, 475 pages. So I figured mm-hmm. it's a good Lenten devotion. Um, and then, you know, I got a little sloppy with my evening prayer. Uh, my morning mm. prayer is very reliable, but my evening prayer is kind of like hit or miss. So well, that was what was ta- that was taken on last year. So you've been doing this. Yeah. Now, so the it was evening taken on. One. And then I also decided I was going to pray through the Psalms, oh. uh, you know, once a month. So it was a ton of work. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take on the, you know, make sure I can firm up the, the evening prayer okay. this year. Okay. Uh, and it's, then that's it. So, you know, fasting, that's sweets, a lot read still. a book, and then uh, just kind of firming up the evening prayer. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm very intentionally not giving up alcohol this year. Okay. And I'll tell you why. That's because you're leaving me for like two weeks for the kids. <laughs> and then Pastor Berkwich is leaving me. We need to have this on the podcast. For two but, weeks okay. at work. So. so you would like to have your nightly yeah, cocktail? Yeah, I, I will need a little bit of okay. uh, a little bit of uh, pick me up and wind down at the end of the day. I see. So, okay. Yeah. Yes, you will be quite on your own at church. Your working spouse, I guess, is Pastor Mariola. You, wow. you could call her your work Man, wife. We'll have to cut that out of that <laughs> podcast. Pastor Mariola is going to be with me in the Holy Land. So your real wife and your work wife oh, are going Lord. to be gone. It is going to be a stretch for you. It yes. Is. It is going to be. So we are going to be praying for you, and we hope the people on this podcast will pray for you. Yeah. But yes, I can understand that you would like to have a glass of wine yes, at the end of the day. Yes, I will. Um, yes, very good. Uh, yes, and I don't exactly know what I'm doing yet. I am just still wrapping that up because I am going to be in the Holy Land for two mm-hmm. weeks. And um, so that makes it a whole different Lent this time. I'm yeah. so excited. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and it will be amazing. So that's what's happening there. Um, and now, since mm-hmm. you're going to be in the Holy Land, this is our last podcast for a while. Yeah, right? I'll be gone. Uh, I'll be next week. Uh, when you're thinking about the podcast, if you are, please send up a prayer. We will be en route. So we mm-hmm. will leave uh, Monday Next a week from today, right now we'll be en route. So, um, and then I'll be gone for two weeks. So yes, we'll we'll whenever I, we're back in action, which might take us more than a week to get back in action after I get back. Well, even. yeah, especially because you you come back. Mm-hmm. Really, it's going to be basically April because you come back. You'll be jet lagged the next day. 
Uh, and then Maddie and I fly out to Walt Disney World the oh, following yes. weekend, and we're not back until Tuesday. Oh, my so, goodness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, anyways, kind of when, you, April, when you hear April. from us again, you'll hear from us again. <laughs> yeah. But if you're oh, worried about goodness. us, just, you know, check in. Make yes. sure we're still here. Yes. Right. Very good. Okay. Let's get on, though, to this. That was a lot of... Um, Warm up, but that's yeah. okay because we have not as much to say today. We're going to wrap up our series on speak the word of God boldly. And I think mm-hmm. it's very appropriately wrapped up with the story of Stephen, Stephen because he definitely spoke the word of God boldly and he actually paid for that with his life. Mm-hmm. And the story is found in Acts 6 and 7. Um, as you've noticed, we've been going through Acts chapter by chapter, so it's going to end here. But it just kind of builds the the model kind of for you to see how these early disciples were so emboldened by the Holy Spirit. It's actually one of the kind of one of the proofs of the resurrection, mm-hmm. really, that they w- went from the people that they were when they were with Jesus and right. shortly thereafter to the people that they became um, willing to stand up and not hiding up in a, a room with the door locked, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. And so um, it's just kind of a model of what happens in the rest of the book. We're just kind of painting the picture so yeah. we don't have to go through every chapter. Well, that's true. And, and, and even uh, what's even more striking for me is that not only was there this change in their character, mm-hmm. they went from, you know, running for their lives to standing firm and paying for the truth with their lives, mm-hmm. but they do it in the very place where all of these things happened. Right. You know, this is not up in Galilee, which is 100 miles or so from, from Jerusalem, but this is in the city of Jerusalem itself. More to the point, this is in the temple, uh, which is the very, you know, the, the heart of the, the religious system. And so it's right there in the very heart that they're standing up for the truth okay. and they can't be confounded. They can only be overpowered, mm-hmm. but they can't be uh, confounded. So it's yeah, a pretty remarkable. That's definitely true. It is truly one of those one of those proofs of the uh, the resurrection. Yeah, exactly. So um, the it's two chapters long, so we're obviously not going to read the whole thing. But um, do you want to start with some points? Or? Yeah, so I'll start with the point. It's Acts okay. chapter 6, and uh, this this strikes me because I'm kind of feeling this same pinch point myself. Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now in those days when the disciples were increasing in number, mm. right? So that's how it begins. Uh, and so Stephen is introduced into the story uh, because of the problem of growth, that the church ah. is growing so fast that the way they have been doing church is no longer working. So Got they it. need to change what they do. Uh, and so the, this is where they raise up the first deacons. And the apostles focus just on preaching, teaching. The deacons take care of more of the uh-huh. the other work. And I just bring that up simply because, you know, we're, we're kind of at, uh, we're happily, we're yeah. at one of those points in our own church. Right. So it's something that I feel a lot uh, myself, the pinch point. And it yep. really, really struck me this time as I read through it. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. So Stephen is introduced mm-hmm. uh, into the story. Uh, and then Stephen goes out preaching. And as, you know, Peter and as John before him, uh, the uh, uh, people uh, get upset with what he's saying about Jesus. And so they haul him before the council, again, just like the apostles, right? They haul him before the council. And chapter 7 is an interesting chapter. It's basically a rehearsal of oh Old Testament goodness, history. Yes. Uh, but you have to remember that, you know, uh, Acts is volume 2 of a two-volume work. Mm-hmm. And so Luke is volume 1, Acts is volume 2. Uh, and he's uh, Luke has written these for Theophilus, whoever that might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but presumably, you know, Theophilus, with a name like that, presumably he's a Gentile. Uh, and so he doesn't know the Old Testament. You know, he doesn't have the Old Testament. And so Acts chapter 7 is kind of, you know, hitting the highlights of the Old Testament so that he, because he can't just flip back in his Bible and find it. Right. So it's kind of, you know, hitting the highlights. As it hits the highlights, um, Luke focuses on the theme of rejection. So he talks mm-hmm. about Joseph being rejected by his brothers and yet saving them. And then he talks about Moses. Uh, being chosen by God and yet rejected by the people. And then Moses saying, God will raise up another one like me who will lead you 
who will deliver you from evil, but you will reject him. Okay. Uh, and then, then he, then Luke, uh, I'm sorry, then Stephen Steve. shifts to the wilderness, uh, where God leads his people through the wilderness and gives them the the worship laws, you know, the the, temp- mm-hmm. the tabernacle. But then they go off and build a golden calf, uh, and then God brings them into the promised land, and they build a temple. And the Lord says, you know, essentially, well, this is very nice, but I didn't really ask ask for a mm-hmm. temple. <laughs> Uh, and this is all important simply because the, the charges brought against Stephen uh, are that he's overturning their laws, that mm-hmm. he is, he's overturning yep. the temple, he's threatening the temple. And so Stephen is building this case, looking at their own history, saying, you know, uh, our people, the chosen people, are always rejecting God. Our people, the chosen people, you know, that God's temple wasn't a necessary part of, uh, part of his plan. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we lived without a temple for the first thousand years, so mm-hmm. do we really need it now? And of course, that doesn't go over very well. And so they... Right. Uh, they become enraged, which I find interesting. So this is, let's see. Uh, this is probably 54, let's see, yes. 7, yeah. Oh, well, I want to get this part. So okay. seven, um, verse 51. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit <laughs> as your fathers did, so did you. Right? Mm-hmm. And again, that really struck me because yesterday I was preaching about the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. You know, how the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. comes to us. God gives his son for us. The Holy Spirit comes to us that we might have faith in Jesus Christ and believe in him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can resist him and we can reject him. Definitely. Uh, and that's what these people are doing. That even though they are God's chosen people, even though Jesus died for them, even though the word of God is being preached to them at that moment, uh, they are resisting the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so they become enraged and they ground their teeth at him, verse 54. And that's really all they can do. I mean, they, they can't, uh, again, they can't thwart him or confound him or argue against him. I mean, the, the history that he's telling them about their own people is a history that they themselves know full well. Right. Uh, and they can't, uh, they have tried to, um, well, or rather they know that they can't overcome what Jesus has done in their midst because they can't find the body, you know. Mm-hmm. And they can't, um, they can't ignore what the apostles have done because people are getting healed all around them. So all they can do is just get mad and then, right. you know, use violence to try to stop it. Right. Which is exactly what the, they do. They, they become enraged. They grind their teeth. They haul him outside the city and they stone him to death. Well, right. And we should just kind of go back since we're kind of painting this as, you know, uh, the way uh, opposition always mm-hmm. works. Um, he, in verse, in 610, it says, yes, they could not stand up against the wisdom of the spirit as he spoke. Mm-hmm. So Stephen gets up, he's speaking by the Holy Spirit, so they don't have anything really to get him on, right? No. Okay, and no. so then it says, so they secretly persuaded some men to say, blah, 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 like speaking blasphemy, that, mm-hmm. that Stephen spoke blasphemy. Um, they stirred up the people, and they produced false witnesses mm-hmm. who testified. This is verse 13, it says that. So, you know, when they couldn't beat him fairly, then they go after him deceitfully, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the way it works, you know, in our world today. Yeah, it's the way it works in our world. I, you know, we've seen that in this last week with what's going on in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Russians have invaded Ukraine, and there's propaganda on both sides. Yep. It's fascinating, because in today's digital age, you know, everybody's got Twitter accounts and stuff. Right, that, yes, that has uh, completely changed so the world. Yeah. the war is being live tweeted, mm-hmm. but it's fascinating, because you'll hear this report, uh, and then it'll come out later, no, actually, that's... Uh, that's, that's uh, it's just propaganda, you right. know, and it's happening on both sides. Yep, which in is real time. Fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, you know, exactly. But yeah, that's... you can't get away with saying things like three years ago now anymore, and having people not like just search it up and find, yeah, you know, any politician or anyone, like if they just the stuff gets dug up from 
It's a whole different world. Yeah, stuff yes. gets dug up and stuff mm-hmm. gets uh, propagated. They're yes. sent out so darn quickly. Right. Um, but then it also can get debunked so quickly. And so mm-hmm. it's just interesting how uh, how it uh, how quickly it moves. Uh, so, but it's the same thing, you know. It's, it's the age-old promise of when you, uh, when you can't win with the truth, right. well, then you come up with a plausible-sounding lie. Right, and then you know when, um, when they get mad. I mean, they get really mad, right? So then mm-hmm. the whole anger piece comes in, and they're furious. They gnash their teeth at him. They covered their ears. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like a child, you know, and they're like, no, 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 right? Exactly. You know? It says they covered their ears and yelled. They were yelling at the top of their voices, so they did not want to hear no. anything else. It's like a child. That's funny. It is. I always get that picture when I read yeah. that, you know. When it's like they're... the three monkeys, you know. Monkey, uh, uh, monkey no see, monkey no hear, monkey oh, no do. Oh, yeah, yeah, three right. Monkeys, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, but while they're doing that, Peter, uh, Stephen does three things himself. Okay. Uh, first of all, Stephen sees Jesus in glory. Yeah. And so he gives testimony to that as he himself is about to die and pay for, his, pay for the truth with his life. Mm-hmm. So Stephen is the first of the Christian martyrs. Yes, he is. Uh, Stephen says, verse 56, uh, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And then they drag him outside and they begin to stone him. Mm-hmm. And as they're stoning him, verse 59, uh, Stephen calls out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Mm-hmm. And then later he says, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And mm-hmm. so Je- so Stephen very intentionally echoes Jesus' mm-hmm. own words on the cross. Yeah. With one shift, though, which I think is very important, mm. that Jesus says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Okay. And Stephen says, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus yes. into your hands I commend my mm-hmm. spirit. Uh, again, it's another data point mm-hmm. that Jesus is God. Jesus is God himself. He's the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the little last throwaway line there, which isn't a throwaway line, but says, and Saul approved of their killing him. Yes. Yeah, so it kind of introduces the character of Saul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, but that's, um, so we've seen then how opposition works, mm-hmm. that it works by spreading lies, it works by violence, mm-hmm. uh, it works by refusing to listen yeah. to the truth. Right. You know, one, one, of, uh, one of the problems in the Christian world is that we, we have the truth, but people just refuse to listen mm-hmm. to it. Um, I see that in the field of apologetics. You know, the world will come up with some very plausible sounding argument against the faith. And then as we dig and research the truth, we come up with a counter argument yeah. and say, no, that's actually based on a lie. But by the time we come up with a counter argument, they're, not listening they're on to something else. Or right. you move on. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, but then there's also the way that we can respond to it. Like Stephen, uh, part of the, the, the big message, the big takeaway is boldness. Okay. Uh, that give witness to the truth with boldness. Um, and that means sometimes confronting those in power. Mm-hmm. But give witness to the truth in boldness. Uh, and then keep yourself grounded in the Holy Spirit. That, you know, uh, Stephen speaks by the Holy Spirit, and it's in the power of the Holy Spirit that Stephen sees Jesus in heaven and has communion with him. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, imitate uh, imitate Jesus, be conformed okay. to him. And so as Jesus did, we pray for those uh, who are persecuting us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get mad at them, of course. We don't like them, but we still pray for them. Uh, pray that God would open up their hearts and their minds that they too might turn to him and be saved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, of course, the Jews knew their main main uh, laws, I guess, were, you know, love the Lord your God, right? And love your neighbor. And then Jesus takes it, of course, one step further, which he always does and says, yeah. we have to love even our enemies. enemies yeah. And so that is a challenge to us in, in this particular world, right? I never thought of that before. Love the Lord your God, mm-hmm. love your neighbor and love your enemy. Yeah. I like that. I'll have to preach that one day. All right. Yeah. You can do it. Yes. So that's about that, right? Yeah, so that's it. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's, it's a timely little podcast series here because, mm-hmm. 
you know, the world is getting crazy. Yeah. It's only going to get crazier as we head into the upcoming elections here. So yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's craziness. Yes, it is. But you, my love, mm-hmm. you will be over in the Holy Land to yes. get to see these places for I yourself. Know. I cannot believe oh, it. Oh, it's going to be incredible. And that you'll, my, my hope for you and my prayer for you every day will be the, that the word will come alive for you. Mm-hmm. That is, you see these things in person, it'll just, you'll, the, the Bible will come to life. Yes. I think it is alive for me, but yeah. it's going to come to multicolor, I guess. There you go. Call it, yes. And your prayer should, for me, should be that the kids remain alive. Oh, no, they will. They will. They will have a great time. It will be fun. It'll be good. Yes, I'm about to work on the schedule of all that today. So Good. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, it's been fun. We will be back uh, sometime in yeah. the near future. Yeah. Well, probably April or so. Yeah, yes. So. All right, thanks. All right, bye-bye.